Release date, August 23, 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the TBD College Football Podcast with your hosts, I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And I'm Isaac. With this episode entitled, This Year Will Be... Dot, 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 because we really don't know what this year will be. We're about to figure that out. Just wanted to let you guys know we have done a little bit of a rebrand for those who have followed us in the past at TVD Sportscast. We are no longer. We are now the TVD College Football Podcast, uh, mainly because that's what we're interested in. We've tried to do some of the MLB, the NFL. We even tried the basketball thing, but our bread and butter is just college football, and it's the thing we love most, so it's it's the thing we're going to be focusing on from here on out. Uh, if you do need some other content, you can always go check out some other YouTubers and some other podcasts for the stuff like the NFL and the basketball, the NBA, the MLB. They do great jobs, uh, like John Boy Media, great guy. Don't know him, never never talked to him, but I just like his, his baseball stuff and all, honestly all of his breakdowns, so that's some good stuff right there. Um, but hey, college football is back. How are you guys feeling about that? Yeah, I can't wait, man. College football, I mean, it's my absolute favorite sport, um, and it's always competitive, especially when the season starts. You don't know what it's going to look like, and then you get into the CFP later in the year. So I'm excited. Can't wait. And obviously right now we are at week zero. I heard a guy say the other day, you know, it's not quite it's not quite the season. It's just a little taste, and that's what we're about to get in week zero. But to review a little bit, you know, from where we last uh, left off, obviously Georgia wins the national championship Again, back-to-back questions surrounding that this year. Will they be the first team to three-peat, not only in the CFP era, not only in the 2000s, but for like the first time in 90 years? Uh, It is, I guess, possible. Uh, We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, um, last year was crazy. This year will be different, right? Like, that's the idea. This year will be blank right so for me yes this year will be different what will this year for you guys be like for college football like what do you what do you see college football being this year uh yeah I'm excited about college football and it's going to be different I think that this year we're kind of getting into the bulk of NIL stuff and so not to go down a rabbit trail but it's going to look different because you've got players that have transferred for different reasons you've got guys who changed conferences you know Devin Leary left NC State went to Kentucky and all that kind of a thing so all in all college football that's what makes it in my opinion the best sport is that you never know what you're going to get, whether it be transfers, first-year players, returning players, whatever. Uh, it makes it the best, and that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, I completely agree, man. I, I think that this year's going to be different. You know, you look a lot of you look at a lot of teams this fall that are missing quarterbacks. You got Bryce Young gone from Alabama, Stetson Bennett gone from Georgia, DJ Ukulele transferring, uh, going to Oregon, Oregon State, uh, Kay Klubnik, who's – Obviously, he wasn't like the starter last year, but, you know, somebody who's still trying to make a name for himself. Uh, Hendon Hooker gone from Tennessee. I mean, just a lot of play. I mean, even Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA gone. I mean, everybody lost their quarterback last year. You know, you usually have a lot of transfers and you lose a lot of people on, you know, the NFL draft. But, you know, it's usually not so much at the quarterback position. And C.J. Stroud at Ohio State. I mean, everybody lost their quarterback. The only team that finished in the top four last year that still has their quarterback is is Michigan. They still had J.J. McCarthy. Like I said, C.J. Stroud, gone from Ohio State. Stetson Bennett from Georgia, gone. TCU, Max Duggan, gone. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a really interesting season. It'll really, it'll really shake up to be a thing, obviously, because you have some quarterback controversy at Georgia, not like a controversy, but, you know, like people just talking about, you know, is, is Carson Beck going to be the guy? Like, obviously, he, he is the starter, but is he going to be able to, you know, reproduce what Stetson Bennett has the past couple of years? Or you have, um, you know, that you have another quarterback battle uh, between probably between Jalen Milrow and Ty Simpson at Alabama. You know, what's that going to be? Just I think it really is just going to be an interesting year and see how things shake out. 
With that being said, we're going to move on to the TBD preseason with our AP Top 10, starting out with number 10, Washington. Washington was, a, uh, I, I thought that they might be ranked a little lower. Obviously, they are returning Michael Penix Jr. But what, what do you think, Isaac? Like, like is it, is that not like, it, I just feel like it's like a little high. I thought they should be like maybe like a hair lower. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree. I, I'm, I'm honestly kind of surprised that any team outside of the, outside of USC, um, from the Pac-12 is in the top ten, just because USC is the only team that really was a front runner, a front runner last year, you know, in the CFP top six. So Washington, I think it's a little bit high. I don't think it's a bad ranking, um, but time will tell. You know, I think you mentioned DJ Ukulele transferring from Clemson going to Oregon. I mean, who knows what that's going to look like in the Big Twelve or in the Pac-12, I should say. And it's like, you know, it's anybody's game because the Pac-12 is not um, how you say a top tier conference. So yeah, yeah, it's. Definitely not, <laughs> uh, especially with them on the brink of like destruction. Especially with Texas right below them at eleven, I thought that Texas should be in the top ten. Um, obviously, we have our you know ideas about the preseason uh, for our own selves, but obviously the preseason does exist, and I I can't believe Texas was not in the top ten. Moving on to number nine, Clemson. This one, Joey, I just want you to explain to me why Clemson is ranked that high like what about Clemson do you think like the AP was looking at like the voters were looking were like yes Clemson in the top 10 right now after the trash two seasons they've had and I won't say trash but like for Clemson standards for like what they were before 2021 you know what what caused the standard to go down and why are they still being ranked in the top 10 well to be honest with you I I don't necessarily look at this number nine ranking and and think that they're too high I think honestly they're uh, I mean, they're understandably low in the top 10, but some could argue they're too low. Um, you look at this number nine and and you really got to look at, there's a lot of question marks behind it. This is a very strong program behind a very strong head coach in Depo Sweeney. And, you know, you're adding Garrett Riley, who is a strong offensive minded uh, offensive coordinator. And then you add, um, previous staff from successful teams from Clemson, you know, during the Deshaun Watson, the Taj Boyd, the Trevor Lawrence, um, we're adding them back as, you know, scouts and analysts and, and, and using their help as well. So it's not like, you know, the past two years where, you know, it was assistance being stepped up into a, a bigger role as offensive coordinator. This is people hired for this job. You know, they're hired for this reason. Um, so I think that that's one reason they're still considered in the top 10. And another reason is, you know, Clemson does have a defense no matter what year it is. Um, you know, yeah, they've been scored on a good bit uh, the past two years, but you also got to think about it in the sense that when you don't have a great offense or a lackluster offense, you know, your defense is going to be on the field more given the opponent a higher chance of, of scoring at least one more time, you know, and you know, that that's what happened. You know, we still have some of the best defenders who continue to be one, some of the best defenders in the NFL, looking at Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins uh, specifically, like, like I said, I mean, some, some may say it's too high for them, but as, as a Clemson fan, knowing the, the, the chances, the the capabilities that this team has, I would say it's a little low, especially with some of the teams that are up above them. 
Yeah, and I'm not saying that Clemson doesn't deserve to be ranked uh, in the top ten. I just I, that's exactly what I wanted to hear from you, like a defense or a thesis of why Clemson deserves to be ranked in the top ten, right? Just because people could say that, well, Clemson's had a terrible two years. Why are they still ranked in the top ten? And there you go. For me, man, it's just hard because I am one of those people that I look at Clemson and I'm like, you know, what are they bringing to the table? Like, what are they bringing to the table from the offseason? Because that's exactly what these rankings are based off, right? Transfers, uh, recruiting, and offseason camps, spring and fall, right? So for me, you know, I look at their spring game. I look at their fall camp scrimmages. I look at those things and I see, you know, Clemson could be a top 10 team. Time will tell, right? which we're going to talk about our own preseason rankings in, in just a second. Um, moving on to number eight, Florida State. This is a team, to me, that was ranked a little bit low. I expected FSU to be ranked in the top five. Isaac, what do you think? Yeah, I agree, Mason. I think that Florida State is low, given that they had a 10-win season last year. They beat Florida for the first time in a, in a, in a few years. Not many, but a few. And, you know, they also started last season – not the least of which was which was against LSU, and they won by a point, which we can talk about that being just you know bizarre special teams or whatever it is. But the fact of the matter is that Florida State had a ten win season in twenty twenty two. You know they had a, they made a lot of noise on the recruiting trail and in the transfer portal coming into twenty twenty three. And I would agree at the very least, not to jump ahead, but I think they should have been seventh above Penn State, just simply because of the noise they've made. If we're going to talk about the preseason and the off season. I think, by and large, they would be ranked ahead of Penn State based solely on that. Joey's shaking his head. What do you got, man? The biggest thing I have in mind, and I'm not putting any knocks down on Florida State, I definitely think that, you know, they're a, a, a whole lot of a better of a, of, of a program than when we, you know, last saw them after the J- Jameis Winston era, uh, where they were left off and so on. But the biggest question mark is, yes, they – and I'm going to get into this a little bit more too. They beat LSU last year at the beginning of the season. You know, it was a 10 win season, which is great. They beat Florida, but you also got to look at this. Florida was a lackluster team last season. The only great part about them was, you know, partially ETN, mostly Anthony Richardson. That was the biggest of their publicity. It wasn't based off of their wins or anything like that. You know, they, they didn't have any outstanding wins. You also got to look at, the LSU team that they beat last season was just starting out first real game with their, their brand new head coach. And, you know, they, I think anybody can agree. They were not the same team that they were towards the end of that season. So I can understand those two arguments, but none of them necessarily apply. Then you got to look at the the instance of LSU has not even come close to winning the ACC since Jameis Winston was was the quarterback for the for the Seminoles. So do I think they have a great team? Yes, but nothing has proven so far, right? Um so I'm not saying that they shouldn't be in the top 10, but just like y'all said Washington is a bit high, I would put Florida State at 10 because I don't understand how you could put Florida State over Clemson when they haven't proven that they can even beat Clemson yet, you know? And they couldn't beat Clemson with DJ at quarterback. And that says a lot, you know? So, you know, until I see it, I can't have teams over other teams until I see that they can prove to be that. Um, Personally, my opinion is that they have this ranking because 
you know, another team that they're about to play this season. It's the first game of the season, you know, so whoever wins, it's going to boost their ranking higher or whoever loses, they're not going to go down that far because, oh, it was a high ranked team. But we'll go into that a little bit later. Which is exactly what we talked about with the Clemson-Georgia game in 2021, right? We said, obviously, Clemson is here because if they lose, they won't go that far down. Same thing with Georgia. But Georgia kind of needed that win because they were at number five and they couldn't go much farther down. But, you know, history is history. That's where we're at. Uh, moving on to number seven. Won't stay here long just because it kind of makes sense with what's going on in the Big Ten right now. Penn State. Uh, Penn State, I'd say... I don't know. I don't really see him at number in, in the top 10 right now. I mean, yeah, James Franklin's a great coach, but like we they were our dark horse pick uh, in the Big 10 this year, but I don't really see much coming out of Penn State, you know. New, new quarterback. I mean, like I mentioned in the dark horse video, it's like they have a new quarterback. Sean Darnold graduated finally, felt like he was there forever. And James Franklin's a good coach. I like James Franklin, but they haven't proven – outside of 2016, that they can win the Big Ten. And I have my own opinion about that year, right? But all in all, I think it's a little bit high. I don't think Penn State's a top-10 team. I'm I'm honestly not sure why they're at seven. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I'll say that I think Penn State is there because they have proven to be the second-best conference out of the Power Five. Um, and, you know, if you're going to have a, a, a top-two conference overall, you're going to have to have at least the second – most teams in the top 10, you know, SEC, of course, and then you have you have the Big Ten and Penn State arguably arguably is the third best team in the Big Ten. But as you know, we've stated in the Dark Horse series that they could be the top team in that Big Ten by the end of the season. We don't know. Um, but that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was just about to say, like, you have to have, you know, the top three teams from the top two conferences uh, in here. Obviously, uh, from the SEC, you have three teams in the top ten, which is Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. And then you have actually three from uh, the Big Ten, which is Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. So, yeah, you have those top threes from both conferences, right? Because uh, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, top three in that conference. Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State, top three from that conference in the top two conferences. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Penn State – really has shown why they deserve to be in the top 10 like obviously I, I agree with Penn State being in the top 15 or like even the top 25 but um top 10 just a little bit too much of a stretch uh moving on to number six USC that pretty much explains itself uh, pretty much where they ended up last year uh they are returning a lot on offense obviously with Caleb Williams they're also returning or not returning but building a bigger defense is what I've heard um so I feel like number six USC makes sense Here's where we get into some controversy, especially between these two right here. Number five, LSU. And I'm going to let them battle it out for why LSU does or does not deserve to be a number five. I am muting myself, and we'll let y'all talk. All right. I mean, I'll go ahead and start off. So, Isaac, you got some you got some time to, you know, explain yourself a little bit. But it's a very similar argument that I had for Florida State. and. And that is, what have they done to prove themselves? You know, yeah, they had a pretty decent, decent year uh, last season. Um, but also, who who really was good in the SEC last year? If we're being completely honest, like, yes, any SEC team can probably be up the ACC. But in the terms of the SEC, you know, you have Georgia, 
arguably LSU, but then who else? Tennessee, maybe, who didn't have a defense, who also still beat y'all. Sorry, no offense. Um, yeah. Uh, you also got beat down by the best team in the SEC, Georgia, but by a pretty decent bit. Y'all held in there for a little bit. And then, you know, Auburn, which was a very close game as well. Basically, what I'm saying is I think this ranking's too high, but I understand it only in the sense that they're trying to boost a win-loss chance where certain teams go. You know, like I said, for Florida State, if Florida State were to lose, they'd probably still be in the top 10 because they lost to a number five LSU. Meanwhile, if LSU were to lose, they would be losing to a number eight Florida State. So they wouldn't they wouldn't drop very far, you know, and and that's just what I'm seeing because I haven't seen much proven out of LSU yet. Yeah, and those are fair points. I, I would agree. I mean, the Auburn game we came out flat. You know, we didn't handle Florida like we should have. We did lose to a subpar A and M team. I mean, A and M won nine games, but they weren't they weren't great. Um, not that Jimbo's great anyway, but I digress. I think that all in all, my my defense of this ranking is simply because of we beat Alabama, who I personally think we should be ranked ahead of. I don't think Alabama should be top four, um, simply because they didn't win the West. And, of course, and some of that goes into SEC bias. But by and large, Alabama didn't win the West. They lost their quarterback. Really don't know what to expect out of Alabama. But going back to LSU, I think all in all, given the, the way they gelled late last season, I think that's what a lot of this is based on. The fact that they put up a decent fight against Georgia. Of course, Georgia was so good, you can argue that no team was going to lose by less than two touchdowns. And I think that would be a fair statement. Um, I think the, the defense of this, though, is that they, they're they looking at the body of work from last season as a whole. They won 10 games, first year under Brian Kelly. Um, you know, is it a little bit high? I don't think so. I think it's not bad, considering that if we'd be A&M, we would have been in the conversation for, for being top six. Um, but nonetheless, I don't think it's a bad ranking. I think we're right where we should be, and uh, we'll just see what happens You know, against Florida State. That's going to be a really good game. That will be a really good game, and that's one of the games I'm excited about. I've heard a lot of differing opinions on this, a lot of people saying that LSU is overranked, uh, a lot of people saying that they deserve to be right there. And, you know, we're about to jump into this in just a second, but, you know, it, it, it'll work itself out, right? Um, number four, Alabama. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised by this. Um, I say I, I actually heard something from Joel Klatt that, you know, and I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that Joel Klatt says, but one thing that he said was, you don't make money in this business by doubting Nick Saban, right? And, and, it, and it's true, right? I mean, he could have literal crap and turn it into gold. I mean, that's just the kind of coach that he is. So you can never count Bama out of anything. Um, I mean, they've been in the national championship slash the playoffs almost every year that it's been a thing. Um, he was one of the first coaches to go back to back in a long time, uh, you know, in 2011, 2012. Uh, Nick Saban's the guy. Um, but I do agree with this number four ranking, obviously still having them in the top five. Uh, I, I think that because they lost Bryce Young and because of how dependent they were on him last year, which is what Nick Saban has said, I think that they are right where they need to be. I think number four suits them. I think that they have, obviously that gives them room to grow because when you have, you know, and I'm just going to say, you know, you have uh, Ohio State number three, Michigan number two, Georgia number one. You know, if you're like Georgia number one, you know, all you're trying to do is defend that thing. You know, so you're just you're coming out after winning the national championship two, two years in a row. You're coming out and you're trying to defend that ranking. Uh, so obviously that just makes sense. I think Bama's right where they need to be. Obviously, Ohio State and Michigan, uh, 
no-brainers, best two teams in the Big Ten. Both teams were in the playoffs last year. Uh, Michigan probably getting the edge because they have their returning quarterback and a lot of returners on defense. Uh, Ohio State obviously losing C.J. Stroud, uh, but most of their, uh, you know, you have Marvin Harrison Jr. coming back, uh, pretty stout defense returning, so I I don't see anything there that's kind of crazy. And obviously Georgia at number one, you know, reigning national champions of the last two years. Uh, and you have everybody returning uh, on offense, everybody returning on defense. I mean, the only notable people that you're missing from your offense is obviously Stetson Bennett at the quarterback position, going to be replaced by junior Carson Beck. You're missing uh, Kenny McIntosh, who was a beast at running back. Uh, you have A.D. Mitchell, who transferred to Texas. That's a big wide receiver that we're missing. Uh, and then even on the defense, you know, you have Jalen Carter, who's gone, and you have Nolan Smith, who's gone. You have a lot of, you know, missing holes in those places, but I think that Kirby Smart has done a lot in recruiting, a lot in developing, and I think that, you know, it's it's obviously those guys are going to be hard to replace, but I think it's going to be not as bad as people think. We're going to talk about the TBD preseason rankings. If you uh, head on over to our Instagram, you will not find them because they are non-existent. The reason they are non-existent is because we do not actually agree with the preseason ranking system. All it's based off of is how you did in fall camp. It's based off of how you did uh, in recruiting, in transfers, in the spring games. It's not really based on actual play and strength of schedule. You have a game like Ohio State versus Notre Dame, both teams in the top 10. Ohio State comes out and wins the game, right? Both top 10 matchups, and neither team's going to drop very far. But then what happens the next weekend? Notre Dame loses to Marshall at home. So how does that prove that they were supposed to be in the top 10 anyway, right? So that's kind of where we're at with, with the rankings. We wait till, till week one to post our rankings. We actually want to see these teams play against real teams. Do you think a scrimmage is the same thing as a game? No. It's not. There's no fans. There's no atmosphere. It's not as important. Like, yeah, it's important to the players because they're trying to secure their job. They're trying to make sure that they stay where they are. But overall, it, it just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't show me what team is actually good and what that team is actually capable of. Yes, obviously, Georgia playing cupcake in the first two weeks and then going on to play South Carolina week three. How does that prove they're number one team? I get it. You know, like, but... If they come out and, and, and you know dominate, obviously that's one thing. But we don't really agree with the preseason rankings here, which is why we don't post them till week one. I mean, you also see seasons like Georgia facing Oregon or Clemson where it was a very defensive game. But then, you know, the rest of the season, Clemson couldn't genuinely just could not do anything. So you really got to look at even beyond week one, because if you're really looking at rankings, you're looking at... Uh, the the chances the likelihood that the rankings are set up the chances of them making the national championship that's how it should be but how it's set up with preseason and stuff like that and then we got to wait till the playoffs and all, the playoff rankings and stuff like that basically all it is is who's the most popular who brings in on in the more money that's why we don't do the preseason rankings but we do a tbd top 15 we do not do a top 25 we just feel like the that last 10 is sometimes a little hard to pick but also it's not really that important so we do a top 15 go out and check it out after week one all right moving on to the last thing with this episode what's about to happen what's about to happen this season we're actually going to do some preseason predictions before week zero all right 
our Power Five Conference champions starting out with the ACC. Joey, that's your favorite conference. I'm going to let you go first. No, I think Clemson will pull pull out with it this year. You know, their their defense has always been a strong uh, case for them, and now you know they have somebody who's hired to be an offensive coordinator, not just brought up within the program. So they're developing an offense based off of Cave Kludnick, off of Will Shipley, off the weapons that they do have, because that is what they're hired to do now. It, it doesn't really pay me to say this, but I'm going to go ahead and agree with Joey that Clemson is probably going to win the ACC. And I honestly, until earlier in this episode when Joey mentioned it, I forgot that Clemson had hired Garrett Riley as the OC. So I think that's going to make a big difference. I think I'm in agreement that Clemson's had a good defense, even without Coach Venables. And I would agree. I think Clemson's going to win the ACC because they're going to have a coordinator who's going to direct the offense in a good direction underneath Dabo. So I would agree. I'm picking Florida State to win the ACC this year. Uh, the reason being is I think that they're going to have a pretty big strength of schedule. I think they're going to have some tough matchups. Obviously, uh, Florida State's got a really good team. I think Mike Norvell is turning the program around. I think he's built something special in the last couple of years, and I think a lot of people are doubting Florida State right now. So I'm really interested to see what happens uh, with Florida State. But I got Florida State to win it. You guys both have Clemson. I get it. Um, they are the front runner. They probably are the, the best choice, but I'm going with Florida State for the ACC. They are not the front runner. FSU is. Well, then there you go. Uh, next up, the Big Ten Conference. Isaac was the one who just did our dark horse in the Big Ten, so we're going to let him go first. Yeah, so this right here, this is a tough pick because the Big Ten, you never really know uh, until the game on um, Thanksgiving weekend between the team up north and the other guys from the Midwest. Um, with that said, I'm going to go with Michigan this year. I think Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. I think there's a couple of questions surrounding Ohio State with having having C.J. Stroud going into the NFL. That's not to discredit them. Actually, it is. I hate them. Um, but I, I think that Michigan's going to win the Big Ten. Of course, it's going to come down to who wins the game, but I think it's going to be Michigan for sure. Yeah, I, I got to go ahead and say that I, I, I believe that Michigan's going to win it uh, this year solely because of Mike McCarthy, that guy that got in and run it back as well. Um, you know, nothing based off their defense, though. Um, but you know who their offensive weapons on the off, uh, on the offensive end are what solely will bring them ahead of teams like Ohio State and Penn State. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go right there with you guys, and I'm gonna have to choose Ohio State. And I hate saying that. I hate saying that. But man, it's hard to three P, dude. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row, three years in a row. And Michigan, in order to get to this, because their schedules are the same. Michigan's going to have to win the game a third year in a row. And I'm not saying they can do it, and I hate picking Ohio State because you guys know I hate Ohio State. But that's just where I am right now. I think Ohio State is going to pull it out. Is the game in Columbus this year? No, actually the game was in Columbus last year. The game is actually in Ann Arbor this year. So that's going to make it even harder. But I still think somehow, I think right now, the way things are going, the Buckeyes are going to pull it out in Ann Arbor. It all falls down onto that QB decision. I completely agree. All right. Next up, the Big 12. Obviously, the Big 12, a little bit different this year, adding four teams, uh, which I'm actually excited to see how that works out. Um, but I got Texas winning the Big 12 this year. I don't think Oklahoma in their second year with Brent Venables is going to be able to do anything close uh, to that win. Last year, Texas won 49-0. Uh, TCU, obviously, no more Max Duggan. I don't think they're, I think they're back in it, but I don't think they win it. Uh, I think we see probably Texas and Kansas State again, and I think Texas is going to pull that out. Uh it really comes down to to three teams for me, whether it's Baylor, Texas, or Oklahoma. And, you know, I just got to go ahead and put, pick Texas in this one. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that I don't think Oklahoma is going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a lot better this year than they were last year, uh, adding on some new trainers and staff. 
this past offseason. But, you know, Texas just has the talent there that, you know, nobody else has. Um, Baylor has always just been a consistently good team, but Texas has the talent. Yeah, I would agree. I'm going to go with you guys. I think Texas is probably going to win the Big 12. I don't think Oklahoma is going to be good enough to win it, although I would agree with Joey. They'll be better. Um, and, you know, I, I like TCU. You know, TCU had a run last year, but Max Duggan graduated, and I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up that momentum in the Big 12. So I would I would go with the Longhorns, but horns down, of course. All right, next up we have the Pac-12. Uh, that one being another interesting one, seeing that, you know, uh, they're imploding right now. Uh, half the teams are moving to the big, yeah. Half the teams moving to the Big Twelve. Half the teams moving to the Big Ten. Um, this one's gonna this one's gonna be a race between to me USC, Utah, Oregon, and Washington. Uh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna say Utah is gonna win it again. I think Utah is gonna win the Pac-12 again this year. Yeah, I know what I'm saying, but they do have their quarterback returning again. Uh, obviously, you got Caleb Williams, but Caleb Williams had two opportunities last year to beat Utah, and it's hard to beat the same team twice in a year, right? You see that with Alabama. Alabama could not beat Georgia twice in 2021, but I got Utah to win the Pac-12. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a bold pick, Mason. I, I'm i going to go with USC. I think that they're going to revamp, and I think Caleb Williams is going to get his revenge. I mean, he won the Heisman, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I think USC is going to win the Pac-12. It'll be difficult. Utah's not a bad not a bad program, but I think the Trojans will do it. You know, it really comes down to Oregon and USC for me here. I mean, USC has one of the best offenses, not only in the Pac-12, but in the league. But if they uh, don't have a defense, and we saw this last year, if they don't mm-hmm. have a defense because they've lost two in a row, they lost to Utah in the Pac-12, and they lost to Tulane in the Cotton Bowl last year. So offense still does is important, but if you don't have a defense, it doesn't mean anything. And, you, and USC did prove that last year. And that's I why I was, that. and that's why I was going to pick Oregon. I believe Oregon has a defensive mastermind on uh, at the head coaching area, and you know they Dan got Bo Nix from Georgia. Yeah, and you know they got a better Bo Nix at the quarterback position, and their offense is honestly working out a lot better than what I thought it was going to be. Um, so honestly, I got Oregon winning the Pac-12, but. Is good old Bo Picks as reliable as we may think? We will find out this year on this episode of College Football 2023 season. All right. Uh, Finally, the best conference in college football right now, and I'm going to say that as long as we are, the SEC, the Southeastern Conference. I'm going to let Isaac go first. Isaac, and this one's going to be interesting, but who you got? Who you got winning the SEC this year? If you say LSU, you're fired. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't get paid, by the way, y'all. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't, <laughs> seriously. Uh, so I personally, so I'm going to start here. I'm going to go with divisions first. I think LSU is going to win the West. I got Georgia to win the East. Um, and then I got Georgia winning the conference. You know, I, they're, they're tough. As long as, long as the, they have a quarterback that's worth, that's worth, and I don't know anything about Carson Beck. Mason's talked about him a few times in this episode. I know nothing about the kid. But as long as he can put the ball in play for his receivers, I don't think there's any reason why Georgia shouldn't three-peat uh, as winning or three-peat maybe in his national champions, but especially um, in the SEC. You know, I think LSU, I think we'll see them in, in Georgia um, in the SEC championship game in Atlanta, but I don't think I don't think it'll be anybody other than Georgia winning the SEC this year. I, I think it's hard to argue against Georgia. I think they do lose at least one game this year, uh, unfortunately. I think there's one game given up this year. 
at least. Uh, but I definitely think they come out with the SEC and, you know, end up in the playoffs still. But uh, yeah, I, I got to pick Georgia. There's nobody else really in there. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to come down to Georgia and Alabama. But dude, I just don't understand how you could say, you know, that Georgia's going to drop one because obviously that's probably true. Uh, Alabama, I got Alabama to win the SEC this year. Um, everybody is talking about, you know, we are missing Stetson Bennett. Uh, Carson Beck is a good quarterback. And, you know, Alabama, like I mentioned earlier, they have an issue at quarterback as well, but they have a stout offensive line. They have a stout running back group. They have a stout defensive line um, and, and, and corners and safeties that are good enough to keep up. Um, so for me, I got Alabama winning the SEC this year. I still think it is Georgia and Alabama again, but man, I don't know if Georgia can get past that hump. And me being a Georgia fan, that's really hard to say, but I am going to pick Alabama to win the SEC this year. Didn't expect that at all. Yeah, I know. I had to pull the Uno reverse. I really, I really hope that Georgia wins it. And I'm not saying that I don't think they're capable. Um, obviously anything's possible, but you know, like, like, like Joel Klatt said, you don't, you don't make money in this business by doubting Nick Saban and I'm not going to do it this year. I, I would have done it last year because it was very obvious to me early season that, uh, they were going to lose. But, and I did pick, I did pick, and Joey remembers this. I picked Georgia to go back to back on this episode last year and when they did. So I don't know, man, I, I, it's hard to three P it's hard to do that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens against Middle Tennessee State. Hmm. Could you imagine <laughs> if, Mrs. if Middle Tennessee State upset Alabama? That would be wild. They beat Miami last year. Yeah, but Miami sucked last year. Anyway. Respect, um, respect the U. All right. So now we're going to pick our own final four. All right. So in no particular order, my final four is going to be Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and Florida State University. Obviously, because Texas is probably going to win uh, the conference in the Big 12, Georgia will lose to Alabama and not drop any games before that, But so they will both get in. And then FSU will win the ACC, so I got those four teams getting in. I personally think that you're going to see uh, the conference winner uh, from four out of the five, the uh, five power fives. I believe that you're going to see Georgia. I think you're going to see Texas. Um, you're going to see Clemson, and then you're going to see Michigan. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. Um, and even though that kind of goes against my pick of Clemson winning the ACC, but Florida State, and then I think LSU. I think LSU is going to make the CFP this year. Well, here's the thing. Even remember, Clemson won the ACC last year, and did they get in? Nope, because they dropped two on in the regular season, and so they didn't make it. But they still won the ACC, so anything is possible here, right? USC, same thing. Uh, if they drop two and then win the Pac-12, they're in. But if they drop two and they lose it, then they're out, right? Um, so anything is possible here. So now we're going to play a fun little game here, a little segment. Uh, now we're going to pick our national champion out of those, out of each of those four. You have 15 seconds to explain why. Starting off with my man, Isaac Williams. Three, two, one, go. All right, so my 2023 national champion is going to be the Georgia Bulldogs, and they're going to go three in a row because I think it's just hard to doubt Kirby Smart after the past two years. Dang, he had five seconds left. That's crazy. All right, Joey. All right, here we go, buddy. And three, two, one, national champion, go. I'm going to go ahead and go on a wild limb and say I believe that Michigan's going to be the national champions this year. You know, you got Mike McCarthy, who was talented last year, but he's got even more talent going into this year, as well as their offense. The defense is going to get better, and everybody's pissed on that side of the ball. Boom. All right. Finally, me. All right. Three, two, one, go. I got 
the defending national champions, Georgia Bulldogs, winning the national championship for the third year in a row. Alabama will win the SEC championship, but they will not be able to beat Georgia twice in a row. Georgia wins this game because of the depth in the coaching. Depth in coaching. So those are our picks for everything. We've pretty much picked everything. We hope you uh, enjoyed that, and we appreciate you guys sticking around. Before we jump off, we just want to make sure we say, and you guys know that no matter what team you pull for, you're on God's side. You're always on the winning team. John 3.16 tells us that for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God loves you. God wants a relationship with you. God wants to know you. There's nothing that you could ever do or have ever done that could keep you from his love. Trust in him today. Trust in Jesus as your Savior. We've all been through it. We all love God. We all know that God loves us, and we want you to know that you can have freedom from those things. We love you guys. We're praying for you. And this has been this episode of TVD College Football. We hope you'll join us on Friday where we release our picks for the Week Zero games. I'm Mason. And I'm Joey. And I'm Isaac. And this has been the TVD College Football Podcast. Later, guys. Bye-bye.